the reason why we do these grateful shares is obviously it's to get the week started off right, to get the mindset started off looking for what's right. So more of what's right will be attracted and you can find more of what's right, more of what's right can keep coming towards you. And, um, you know, doing these like mental exercises, like looking back on your year, um, which again, it, it, you know, Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. Must mean it's Grateful Share Monday. So as we're sitting here, um, at the end of the year of 2023, I thought for our grateful share meeting, it would be fun to reflect on all that we can be grateful for, for 2023. Can you believe it's already that time of year where we're going to sit and think about, uh, the entire year of 2023, you know, what are the things that happened in your life that, you weren't necessarily happy about in the beginning when they happened, but now looking back, uh, you know, this year, it, uh, it all makes sense. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and they say a lot, but also thinking about all the things that, that happened in 2023 that you can be grateful for. And I can start, um, looking back uh, over this year, there was obviously, you know, my family and children are the most important thing for me. And um, looking back at all the sporting activities that they were uh, a part of, that we were a part of, uh, Molly and I coached volleyball for um, Zoe, which we just wrapped up and had an amazing season. And uh, just, you know, and watching Zoe find uh, something that she really loves and can be passionate about. That was uh you know, what a dream come true, what a blessing to find something where you can really challenge yourself and and just go all in and be committed. And she's been going to all the volleyball camps and training and and uh, she's now uh, in a national 14 unders volleyball league where we get to travel to places like Reno, Nevada <laughs> to go watch her play. So obviously just being grateful for uh, her, uh, you know, decision to go all in on something in life. And so it's, it's been pretty fun to watch that. And I know Shay's, you know, played baseball earlier in the year, which is, you know, you know, I look, look back and reflect on that of how much that meant to me, um, that time to be with him and, you know, coach him and, and share that experience with him. There's a, a great movie called field of dreams that was, uh, filmed in the cornfields of Iowa. And uh, at the end of the movie, um, Kevin Costner's character asks his dad to play catch. It's like this Americana slice of, of life to play catch with your old man. And obviously, you know, Shay's been through a lot, you know, with his health challenges that he overcame with this miracle plant's help. Um, and, you know, not knowing if I would ever get to play catch 
um, to now, you know, being able to be his coach and share baseball with him was uh, obviously something I'll be grateful for, uh, for the rest of my life. And uh, then he, you know, he loves to play all kinds of sports and he had all kinds of camps and, and, um, you know, water polo was his latest, but, you know, we even played golf this year and he hit like a 225 yard drive <laughs> and like hit it, you know, close to the pin and knocked it in and actually got a legitimate birdie, uh, which, you know, anyways, it's just, I think sports is such a, such a great way to, uh, such a great medium to share time with friends and family, whether you're watching them or whether you're playing them. Um, there's something about it that, uh, you know, especially golf is a sport you can play together for the rest of your life. You know, we go to putt putt a lot out here at golf and stuff and it's kind of like golf, <laughs> but you know, I've always encouraged it because it's, it is an introductory to golf and you're, you know, you're competing, but not really. And you're just spending time together outside, which is what I just love so much about it. And then, Faith has been um, playing a lot of soccer. She's been singing and she's been in musicals and plays and um, doing really well with that. And she did some soccer, which was fun. And the last game of the year, which Molly had to be out of town to go to one of Zoe's travel tournaments. Like, I, th I think, I don't know what happened, but I told Faith, I said, hey, it's your last game of the year. It would be pretty cool to score a goal because she's always been on defense. That's where she goes. That's where she wants to be. And she's good about kicking the ball and doing that kind of stuff. She's seven. But like, I was like, hey, so like, this is your last game of the year. How cool would it be to score a goal? And so like, <laughs> it was like, I think in the second half of the last game of the year, she like drives with the ball, starts dribbling it, which I've never seen her do. And then kicks it from like 25 feet out, like a pro and pounds it in the back of the net. <laughs> I'm like, what? Where was that all year? Anyways, it was awesome. So, uh, again, so grateful that I got to spend. Uh, and then, you know, Grace isn't quite old enough, but she can throw right-handed and left-handed, and she's a fireball. Her grip is incredibly strong. So I'll be interested to see if she uh, – what kind of sports or, or activities she gets into as she grows up. So, again, just uh, grateful for um, 2023 – uh, spending all the time with the, my kids. Um, you know, a lot of people travel. Like we have a, a mutual friend on Zoe's uh, volleyball team and the dad is gone like eight weeks at a time on these stints around the country helping building facilities. And you see people who are deployed overseas, you know, for years at a time sometimes. And they come back and they surprise their kids in their schools and things like that. And I think that, I know for myself anyways, that sometimes we can be, uh, looking at things that we don't have in our lives or setting goals and, and being like, oh, I'm not quite where I want to be or I'm not, why hasn't it happened yet? Those kinds of things. And then when you look back, you know, especially if you look back on your life, and this is a look back on 2023, but you're like, you remember those times that you had with your loved ones, friends, family, chosen family, uh, whatever it is, your community, and how important um, that really was, the time that you got to spend with people that you cared about. And uh, the relationships that you strengthened and uh, the energy, uh, the, the, the feelings that you felt uh, during those times. And for me, like I said, looking back on 2023, um, just being able to be present and be uh, spend so much time with my 
my kids and, and, and I do travel about once a month um, for work, um, which is great. And I've got exciting things going on with, with work and business and, and partnerships and, and obviously with everything uh, I've been doing with Russell Brunson and, and that's been an amazing journey and um, you know, a long journey coming to fruition, which I'm so grateful for and so excited to see the impact that, that we've made on so many people's lives, uh, you know, especially with the miracle plant and one-on-one hemp, um, you know, even just today, I know Molly's uh, friend uh, who's goes to these neuro block boxing classes um, with uh, Molly's dad, keep the brain sharp. He came over to grab some avocados and, and uh, I just saw him out there and talked with him a little bit and I could notice his hands were shaking kind of like Parkinson's. And so, and I see it all the, when I, whenever I see it, that's why I like to carry samples on, on me. Um, and I can just give it to them. And I know the oils, um, you know, it's, it's can be elite for a lot of people. And a lot of people, just like when we found this, this miracle plant, you're at your rope's end. You've tried everything. You're desperate. You'll try anything. You know, just like Connie Wellick, who's been on the podcast, miracle plant in the past. Um, you know, she tells her story of the last thing she ever wanted to try was cannabis. And she was confused and she's so blessed and thankful that she did. And anyways, I, I had a sample um, that, and um, as he was picking some avocados out here at the house and I just said, Hey, try this. And, you know, I talked a little bit about it, but just basically try it. And so Molly got a, uh, text or whatever from him or email and said, uh, Hey, I, uh, I tried that product uh, and I ran out and I think it's really helping and I get some more and uh, it, it's, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the people that have tried it regardless of where they are in their life um, and whatever it, it takes for them to be open to trying a plant-based medicine, especially one as powerful as you know, raw hemp is with helping our body find homeostasis. I know there's a little bug going around the house. And of course I'm downing the 1600 milligram and uh, you know, always helping with a sore throat or um, anything that has to do with health, homeostasis, um, you know, inflammation, uh, circulation. Uh, it's just a miracle that we have this plant uh, that we so aptly call the miracle plant. So, that's what I'm grateful for in 2023, looking back. And uh, I'm so just uh, excited for 2024. 2023 was, is the year of the harvest. So I'm looking forward as all of these beautiful stories and things are coming um, because uh, 2023 is the year of the harvest. So we'll see what what next year brings. So that's what I'm grateful for. Who uh, Who wants to go next? Hey, this is Laura. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to, to look back. I mean, this, this year I've, I've definitely been faced with some, um, opportunities to really check in and see what my, my truth is and really like determine for myself, like really what is, what is healthy for me? What is, what will support me in thriving. And then when I'm thriving, I can be of greatest service to those around me. 
And, um, and in the past, sometimes I have been swayed by other people saying, telling me what's best for me and me thinking, oh, well, you seem really confident about what you're saying. So, so it must be true, even though it doesn't feel something about it feels off. But anyway, so I've, I've gotten opportunities, um, to really, to really check in with myself and make decisions, which I have, um, big decisions, life decisions that have really gotten me on a really healthy, clear path of, of feeling more, feel like feeling my truth, even, even stronger. And, um, the people in my life are, are people that, that feel really healthy for me. I mean, I've also been getting clearer on what is my energy? What is someone else's energy? What is my, uh, responsibility with their, you know, with the energy and the relationship, what is, what is not. And which, you know, in the past has been a, I mean, that it, it still, it can, <clears throat> it can be a, a, a challenge to, to determine. Um, cause I, 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 I love, I want to take care, um, of, of people in the situation, but it's again, what is, what is healthy. And I do believe that ultimately what is healthy for, for me is ultimately what's, what's healthy for, for the other person. Um, and so, yeah, just, I, I'm just feeling an inner, like a sense of, of calm and spaciousness. And I'm super grateful for the, the, yeah, the people in my life, everyone who's in my life, it's because I'm, I'm choosing them and I'm, um, and it feels, feels healthy and respectful and, um, nourishing and, and everything I'm up to is, is feeling so supportive. I, I mean, the dance, I've been doing so much dancing this year, gotten back into to dancing multiple times a week, partner dancing, which just brings me so much joy and it's just so healthy for me on so many levels and just, yeah, it brings me so much joy. And again, then I, I feel my cup is filled to, to then be of greatest service to, to those around me, to be available emotionally, mentally, to those around me. Um, I just notice that as I fill my cup and, um, and also I take the space that I need, then I can really hold space for others in a deep way, which is, which feels so meaningful to me. And, um, yeah, lastly, just, just the feeling, this, this sense of community, I just really feel the sense of, of community that has been growing these past number of years, but, um, but yeah, this this past year, um, I really, really feel it, and I've I've tended in my life. I grew up really being very independent um, from my family, from just and just that's just anyway that I grew up very, very independent, and and um, and it's and it's interesting and and feels kind of vulnerable to like to let people in, to invite people to things to like, um, like invite people to invite people to like something that I'm doing, or it's like, I'd be like super shy of like, Oh, well they, they wouldn't want to come or I don't want to be a burden or, and it's just this interesting stuff that I notice within myself, but then it's, it feels so nice to, to, yeah, just feel to like take the risk of, um, reaching out or, um, connecting and, I mean, and of course I've, you know, so my community, of course, I, you know, you guys are like such a core part of my community, which I'm so grateful for and the, the kids as well. And it feels just so, yeah, just so connected and, 
at home with you all. And I'm grateful for the time that, that we've gotten to, to spend together. And then just, yeah, just the other, just community here in Ventura, the beach yoga, the um, dancing now. And it, it just feels like this, this heart, this community, like, like I just feel in my heart and these, it, um, and it just feels so loving. I feel so, it just feels so nice. I'm so super grateful. Really this year, I feel the sense of balance of like, I have my time on my own, but I also feel this nurturing sense of community around me. And, um, and that's really grown this year. And I'm so grateful. So thank you. And thank you for asking this question, Justin. Absolutely. Yeah, it kind of just, you know, it's funny how it, it sneaks up on you, you know, because next Monday's Christmas. <laughs> we won't be having our Monday meeting grateful share on Christmas, but you can certainly share it via text or however you'd like as well. But um, it's funny how we um, get caught up in our day-to-day -day hustle and bustle. And and it's it's like when you live out here in Ventura, like when was the last time you walked on the beach, like took your shoes off and walked on the beach? Or got in the water and it's like we have so much to be grateful for and sometimes it, it takes those end of the year things where and you if you if you journal or if you write highlights down or if you just sit around and think about it like okay so this has been 2023 how did the year start what was i doing then and you know think about some of maybe the you know vacations or trips or or times that you spent together or highlights or even lowlights but you just kind of, you know, run the mind through everything and, and uh, just be grateful for the things that, that we have and choose one mentor, choose one mentor that has the thing that you want, the thing that's most important to you in your life and make sure that that mentor has helped others do that exact same thing. But the key is choose one, because if you have more than one mentor in one specific area of your life that you want to become a champion at, you'll get confused if you listen to more than one. So do your research. It might take you six months. It might take you six years to find the right mentor. You might think you have the right mentor and then it kind of fades off and you got to go find another one. Or you pick one mentor and you've learned everything you could possibly learn from them and it's time to, time to find a new mentor. But remember, you're either growing or you're dying in this universe. That's how it works. There's no two ways about it. And so I challenge myself, I challenge you, I challenge everybody to find the thing that lights you up and find a mentor that can help you, a coach like John Wooden, that can help you become the absolute best at what you have. Because when you become the best at what you are called to do, you can help and serve so many people. When I was called and found this miracle plant to help you know, heal my son, it was like, okay. And that was my covenant with God to pay it forward to reach a billion people by 2025 because I knew I had the communication skills. I knew I had the business skills. I knew I had the ability, the potential, the capacity to do it. A lot of people might think I'm crazy, like a billion people by 2025. Come on, Justin, that's nuts. You'll never reach that. Or you don't necessarily want to surround yourself with those people. Or you have faith and you take action. I was reading this book called uh, uh, 
where it will place you wherever you wish to be amongst men. It's a Napoleon Hill manuscript that we put out with Secrets to Success. And in lesson nine, it talks about how um, people think that, you know, they think about Jesus and they think about, yeah, you know, it was cool religion. What a cool thing. It's like, you're missing the point. Like in, in, in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus to have faith like a child. And the difference between a child and an adult is that a child will take action in faith, not with just belief, not knowing if there's anything on the other end, but they will just take action because they have belief, because they have faith, because the world hasn't told them, conditioned them, that they can't have it. Like we talked about before in the past, it's like the, the beauty of being seven. You know, we have our, our daughter Faith of all names. And to know that you can, you haven't been beaten down. You can have whatever you want. And that's what the, the passage was talking about in the book was like, it's, it's so much more than just a religion. It's, it's the teachings. It's the truth in the fact that if you took action like a child with belief, it will come true again. That's how it works. That's how the universe works. And if you're doubting what I've said, I, I challenge you to understand why do you have that belief? Is that your belief? Did something happen in your life that, that, that made you, that allowed you to lose faith, lose belief that what you are called to do, what you believe you want to do cannot happen. And then I challenge you to rewrite that story. Instead of being the victim in that story, become the victor. I rose above the phoenix of the ashes. Because the stories that we tell ourselves lead to the emotions that we live. And we have an opportunity every day to look back, like today, on 2023, of all the amazing highlights. I challenge you to write them all down. Write down 50 of them. And look back and be like, oh my gosh, what a blessing my life is. And then that's how you start your day. Take a picture of it, put it on your phone, look at it every day, have a journal, write it down. This was a really great day. I'm going to write that down. I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to forget this. Anyways, got me on my soapbox. Who wants to go next? I can go next, Justin. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Sometimes when when we get on these phone calls, I don't know what I'm going to talk uh, talk about, but I have things going on in my head. And then people start talking on the phone call, and I'm like, God, it's like that's like what Laura was saying and what you were saying. And it's like I've looked back on this year, and this has been a really tough year for me. I mean, I've had to stand up to like I, I lost my boyfriend. I've had to get tough with my family. And and I mean, it was simply like when I look back and I ask myself, like, well, what went wrong? And it was like, well, you did too much for people, Linda. You did too much for people. And you weren't really reading the temperature of the room. You weren't seeing that it wasn't being appreciated instead of being appreciated. And I pulled back. And, and I have to say, I was really, really hurt, but I pulled back because I knew I had to. And little by little, the people that I pulled back from, um, meaning my family, not the ex-boyfriend because I don't want him back, but they're coming, you know, they're reaching out to me. And, and it's been nice because um, you need to feel when you're like continuously doing stuff for people, 
it's not that you need stuff back, but you do need appreciation. And then, um, you know, I got myself, I got myself into a work situation uh, on Thursday that could have been very gnarly. I have um, a lady that works at an attorney's office and she, she picks me up business sometimes when there's an owner where there's going to be an eviction. She'll say to the owner, you should hire Linda. And uh, sometimes the owner calls me and starts talking to me. Well, that happened this week and the owner was talking to me and it turned out he was a police officer and he had to go to an eviction the next day. And after like talking to him for a bit, he was telling me what was going on with his clients. And he was telling me they said I'm racist. They said I'm this. They said I'm that. And then I said to him, I said, well, how about you don't go to the eviction tomorrow and you let me handle it? And he's like, well, why would you want to do that? And I said, number one, I said, you'll see uh, how strong I am in, in this type of business. And number two, um, even though you, you weren't all those things that your, uh, um, your tenants accused you of, emotions will be high. And if somebody else is there, it might be a little uh, easier for your tenants. So I walked into this situation where I kid you not, there, there was at least four cars that slowed down and the windows came down and there was four big guys uh, sitting in each car. And, uh, and I just turned around, smiled and asked them if I could help them, acted totally oblivious and then treated the people in the house the way I treat everybody in an eviction. And uh, when I finally got into the house, I could see that the house was, uh, I mean, there were there were missing walls, there were missing ceilings, there were missing. Normally, when something like that goes on, it means that it's being some type of drug house. But anyway, I went in the way I normally do. I got the people in there that even if it was a drug house, the people that are living there are not the people making money. And um, when the and the when the sheriff came, uh, turned up. It was three guys in bulletproof vests, and when they went into the house. One of the kids who's in his 20s went to run in after the sheriff. I don't know why. He said he needed his inhaler. And I was able just to like stop him going in. And I thought to myself, like later on when I was driving home, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. However, the fact that I was in that situation, um, had the police officer have been there, that that kid in his 20s probably would have been hurt. And I and as I drove home, I thank God I did. I said, thank you, God, for letting me be there because that he was a really nice kid and he couldn't find his, his his inhaler. And he was running back into a house to get an inhaler with sheriffs that had dr drawn guns. So that was my that was my Thursday. But <laughs> but when, like I said, I didn't feel afraid whatsoever. And I was glad that I was able to put myself in that situation. And that, like I said, I'm not picking up for the tenants of the house. The, the house was destroyed. Um, they definitely deserve to be evicted, but they were safe and they were treated humanely. And that's what counted for me. So, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot over this last year and um, as you get older, you you see like you can't help the world, but you still see that there are a lot of people out there that are worth helping. And I learn new stuff every week when I listen to you guys' shares. So thank you. 
You bet. You're the earth angel for, for real estate and tenants. And yeah, you, you get to do amazing work. And like I said, I, uh, I, I pray that you, um, when it's your time to, to move on, you know, 50 years from now, uh, that you get to look back and feel all the love that you've given so many people. Um, you know, you know, just the little things that you do for so many people. And oh, thank you, and, Justin. You too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you do amazing. Uh, you've helped out people so much and you have such a huge heart and, and, uh, I hope you get to feel all the love that you've given so many people over the years. So oh, well, thank keep doing you. it. You bet. Well, thank you. The reason why we do these grateful shares is obviously it's to get the week started off right, to get the mindset started off looking for what's right. So more of what's right will be attracted and you could find more of what's right, more of what's right can keep coming towards you. And, um, you know, Doing these like mental exercises, like looking back on your year, um, which again, it, it, you know, gets you in a great place, gets you in a great state of mind. Like, wow, look at how much I've done or all the, the incredible things that have happened. You know, that's why when we had COVID and like they were canceling holidays and people weren't getting together and people weren't going to church or going to their restaurants. It was like everything seemed so discombobulated. It was like. We didn't have our rhythm, our rites of passage and, and, you know, these things that we do, you know, humans, we're creatures of habit. And if you get into the habit of writing three things that you're grateful for that to start your day, or if you, at the end of the day, you write three things that happened that, you know, you were grateful for. And before you go to bed, if you write three, if you, if you say three, three things or you write three things of things that you want to happen tomorrow or things that are on your mind, or even if it's one thing that your subconscious will, will figure it out. That's why you've heard me always say, like, if, if there's ever a big decision or something that's weighing on you, just know that you're going to be able to solve it and know that if you just sleep on it, just allow your subconscious brain to figure it out because you figured everything else out up until this point in life. And you'll figure out whatever it is that you're going through right now and just give yourself that space, sleep on it and allow your brain to do what it does best and, and figure it out. And so again, that's why we do these grateful shares every Monday to get your mind in the right place. And can you imagine if you like look through your journal and, and you look, you flip back through the pages, if you write things down, I, I use a couple different ones. I like Brendan Burchard's high performance one and uh, John Lee Dumas has a good one as well. And, or you can just write down stuff on, on just blank piece of paper. It doesn't have to have any questions or anything on it. But when you look back and I'm going to do that and you look at like all the things that you did or, or all the, the goals and the dreams and the hopes and all the things and you get a chance to really breathe in what 2023 is. And then you can, you know, look towards 2024 and start, Writing your goals, you know, how did I do in 2023? Did I accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish? Why did I? Why didn't I not? You know, and what are the things that I could um, improve on? And that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like, if there are areas that you can improve on, well, we live in this incredible age now that, you know, it's, they call it the information age. But now it's like, how do you sort through all the information? Now you've got to find, you've got a million different people that'll tell you how to do something, but now you got to discern through the information to find the people um, or the, 
um, organizations that are proven that will help you figure out that piece to unlock whatever it is that wants to bring you joy. And I think a lot of, of I think I think everybody needs um, should, in my opinion, have some type of uh, mindset coach or community or morning ritual or rhythm because and, and and that's the way you start your day like we're doing it with the grateful shares but then also like here's the big one or like tiger woods right he played with his son and his father-son tournament over the weekend is super cool and little charlie's out driving his dad he's 14 it's crazy swings just like him and you know when when you see uh in when when tiger was a kid his dad um, would not, uh, he said, you only got 90 seconds to be mad because that's the physiological response that your body has. The chemical releases, you know, the adrenaline, all of the cortisol, the things that release your brain, release into your bloodstream, that feeling that you feel, that fight or flight, when something happens the way you didn't want it to happen and you have fear, right? And whether it's fear of loss, you won't be loved. Um, you're, you're, that's, that's an emotional response that you're having. Well, Tiger's dad said, Hey, you get, I'll give you 90 seconds to be as mad as you want, but that's it. After 90 seconds, you need to learn to reset your brain and focus on the next golf shot. And to me, that just resonates with life. Like that's the thing I'm working on. Like that's the one I want to solve. That's the one I'm going to solve is how, when something happens in life, that I had give myself 90 seconds to feel it, but then I'm going to be able to reset my brain. What are the things that I can do? Who are the people? Who are the people that have solved that, right? In, in Tony Robbins' world, it's about state. So you make a power move and you chant or you go for a walk and you, you repeat things, right? It's called auto-suggestions. And you figure out what works best for you, right? And you have like a list of 20 things. Go for a walk, call a friend, help somebody else, Wash my car, read a book, scream, you know, whatever it is, but figure it out because our lives are our emotional states, our emotional homes. What are the things that we live in, right? If you write the five things that you, the most common re- feelings that you have in your life, you can write them down, right? Is it, is it, is it joy or is it stress? You know, is it happiness or is it anxiety, Right. And from all these people that I read, you know, you talk about like, if you have depression, it's because you're living in the past. You're reliving things that aren't here anymore. That's not even real. And unless you have DeLorean, there's nothing you could do about it. And if you're living in stress and anxiety, it means you're living in the future. A future based in fear. But if you're living with hope, if that's the emotional home for you is hope and optimism and positivity. You know, it's because you're either living in the moment, appreciating what you have, or you're living in the future with belief, like a seven-year-old. And so these are the things that I'm working on for 2024. You want to talk about a New Year's resolution? I want to be able to, I look forward to continuing to understand how I can snap out of a bad reaction after 90 seconds and continue to read books, podcasts, mentors, uh, gurus, courses, retreats, masterminds, people, whatever it takes, because 
We only have so much time on this earth. And we're not guaranteed to live to 70 or 80. No one knows when your number is going to be called. So the time that we're here, we owe it to ourselves to be in a state of joy and hope and happiness. And you, it's on you to take full responsibility for your emotions. It's no one else's fault. It's not what happened to you. It's not anyone else's responsibility but your own. Because you are in control of your reactions. And if you're not, that's a choice. And it's a choice that you can work on. So as I continue to work on whatever I can find that works for me, it doesn't necessarily work for you, but I'll share what works for me in 2024 because I want all of us to be happy. I want all of us to have joy. I want all of us to live a, the life that we're supposed to live. Like I talk to people you know, in the, in the office, and I'll probably be in the office more in 2024, is like... You know, people come in and they're looking for something to help with stress or, or anxiety. And of course, you know, we talk about Chillex and passion flower and all the raw hemp uh, benefits. But then I say, could you, I, it's the life that we live, right? It's the phones, it's the social media, it's everything that's happened in the last, you know, especially five, 10 years. And it's like, could you imagine if you lived on an island, if all of us lived on an island, and we had our own island but we could pop around to each other islands like, you know, Moana, but like we all had our own islands and we woke up in the morning whenever we wanted to sun came up. Right. And we go for a walk on the beach. We're looking at seashells and sand dollars, seeing the waves crash in. And the first time that we have a thought of something to do for the day is deciding whether or not we want coconut juice for breakfast or pineapple juice for breakfast. That is a reality. It can become a reality, but it also could become a state of mind. Because when you put yourself in that state, in that story right now, how is your emotional level? How are your chemicals being released into your, into your blood, right? You know, is it oxytocin, the, the, the chemical of love, right? That's actually in, you know, human breast milk. That's why it's called, you know, along with, you know, cannabinoids like CBD, but your brain, your subconscious, your brain doesn't know the difference when you're listening to a story like that or if you're actually experiencing it. And those are the emotions that you can feel, that you get to feel. And if you continue to paint that picture in your head, like let's say that's what you want. That's on my top 10 list is to own my own island, been shopping for them in Bahamas. And if you paint that picture and you live that life, if you constantly live that life in your head and you believe it, you feel it, you see it, you feel the experiences and the emotions, it will come true. If you stay focused and you don't give up. And if, if, if you give it all you have, really the key is it's time's going to pass anyways. You might as well do something with it. And as long as you don't stop, as long as you don't give up, it will always come true. So anyways, with that, I know it's the bewitching hour. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. Get out there and heal it. Um, you know, whether it's a smile or a, some CBD or, or anything that we can do to help others. And it's been such an amazing 2023. Thank you, everyone, for all your hard work and um, for just being you and sharing your testimony about this miracle plant and helping others uh, as they uh, look for hope. So on the count of three, we're going to say, heal the world, get out there to do it. Here we go. One, 
two, three. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.